Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. You know, you hear about athletes that are getting interviewed after a game and maybe they've played their best game of their life and they said, I left it all out on the field. Or somebody that really crushed a meeting said, I left it out on the conference room floor. Let it be said of this church that every time we gather together, we've given all in our worship back to the creator of all. God is so good. Would you just lift up your voice one more time? We worship you, Jesus. You are everything to us, Jesus. By your grace and for your glory. You are King of kings and Lord of lords. We give you all because you are everything, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. You may be seated. Well, I regret to inform you that the calendars are all wrong. We do not have 12 months in a year. We only have 11. And it all starts with two hours and 27 minutes. On average, global internet users spend two hours and 27 minutes on social media per day. If you have two hours and 27 minutes to spend on social media, that means you have two hours and 27 minutes to spend on something productive, extra, more, each and every day. Let's just do this. Instead of this whole two hour, 27 minutes, I'm gonna give you the 27 minutes. Let's just round up to 30 for social media consumption, okay? And let's just take the two hours remaining. So I gave you back the 30 minutes. Let's take the two hours remaining. That two hours per day is 14 hours per week that you could be doing something with. I did the math for you with a calculator because my sister excelled in math and I was not that person, okay? So I I got out my calculator, 14 hours per week, is 56 hours per month. And 56 hours per month is 672 hours per year. Just so you know, 672 hours equates to more than a full month of time, four weeks of 24 hours a day, seven days a week, where every second of every day for a month nonstop is spent dedicated to social media consumption, if you're honest, for at least two hours a day. If we're lucky, we might get a one-week vacation a year, right? And even that sometimes can feel long. But imagine what you could do with 672 hours of free time, 14 extra hours per week. Yet we give it away freely, allowing ourselves to get satisfaction out of distraction versus action, and life is passing us by. We wonder why time flies and how come we never seem to catch up. It's because we have become more satisfied watching other people live their lives than living out our own. We've been more satisfied scrolling instead of living our own lives. 
if we go back to that daily breakdown, do you realize what you could do with those extra two hours of time? You could be present with your loved ones. If you're scrolling while someone is talking, chances are you're going to miss out on what they're telling you. You could perhaps clean the home that God blessed you with. You could perhaps prepare good food instead of rushing through drive through or spending money on takeout. Did you know that if you read for just 20 minutes per day, you would read about 18 books per year? Scrolling won't teach you anything, but reading sure will. Books give us access to industry leaders and mentors without having to do anything but turn a page. Perhaps you could go for a 20-minute walk. Oh my goodness, imagine. Or exercise for 20 minutes. You could practice an instrument. Did you know statistically that if you practice an instrument for even just 20 minutes a day, you'll become more proficient than the average musician in like no time at all? We're open, by the way, Sundays and Thursdays. You could spend your time in the church. We had a beautiful prayer meeting this morning. We're here at 9 if you want to join us for prayer. You'll get more out of 30 minutes of prayer than you will 30 minutes of sleep, more at the feet of Jesus. You could put your phone down and spend time with your family. You could call a friend and catch up. Remember, like, phones used to just dial people. Now it's like if you call people, they're like, are you in the hospital? Because everyone just expects you to text, right? LinkedIn ran a study where they asked, if you had an extra hour in the day, how would you spend it? And respondents gave a bunch of different responses, but some of the popular ones were, I would sit on the back porch with my spouse if I had an extra hour per day. I would help my son with his academic progress. I would get out in my garden and prune and even replant. I would run somewhere beautiful. I would spend more time outside with my children. These were all common answers to what would you do with an extra hour per day. Well, here's what I find fascinating. People are all saying, if I had an extra hour, I would do all of these things. I just found you too. Stop scrolling, start living. Distraction is like local anesthesia where you are aware of what is going on, but part of you is numb. Distraction causes inaction. If there has been a time in your home, we've all been there, where you lost Wi-Fi and you all look at each other like, well, what do we do now? You have some things to reevaluate. Just how much of our time are we giving away freely? You know, I had one friend post on social media that her Wi-Fi went out, and she was honest about it. And she said she was amazed at just how much she got accomplished. Three loads of laundry, she got dinner started, she got her kids bathed, she got a dessert in the oven. But we choose to sit and to scroll and to compare and to consume until we are stripped of energy to do anything at all. You know, I researched the negative impacts of social media, and these were just a few of the results. Number one, it reduces face-to-face -face interaction, even in your own home. 
it increases cravings for attention. Number three, it will distract you from life goals. How interesting. Number four, it can lead to depression and anxiety. Five, relationships are more likely to fail. Why? Because you're allowing public comment and input. Six, it will stunt your creativity. Seven, haters, AKA cyber bullies, ain't nobody got time. I will block you faster than you can whistle Dixie, okay? <laughs> Number eight, social comparison reduces self-esteem. Yeah, well that's true. Nine, or did I skip it? Self-esteem, okay, nine, loss of sleep. That's very important to me. If I don't get a good night's sleep, <laughs> I feel it the next day. Number 10, it's a lack of privacy. Have you guys ever follow anyone or connected with one that, someone that overshares and you're like, whoa, sister, let's not air the dirty laundry, okay? <laughs> lack of privacy. Yet we sign back up for it, you guys, every single day. And am I saying, oh, go delete all your social media accounts? Of course I'm not. It's a great way to connect with people, and it is fun for entertainment. But what I am saying is that if we are not careful, we will be distracted right out of living the life that God has intended for us. Amen. There's more than where we are at, hear me, and what we are doing. And let me tell you something. I pray, God, give me a fresh word. And he clearly showed me that so many of us, and we're good people, but we're just being distracted. And so we're inactive. And life is just passing us by. We have got to control the gram, and don't you dare let the gram control you. So how do we do that? Well, here are a few tips that have worked for me. And take it with a grain of salt, because it might not work for you, but it works for me. Number one, I went to settings on my smartphone, and I turned off my social media notifications so that throughout the day, I don't have a banner pop up and light up my phone that so-and-so posted for the first time in a while, or so-and-so commented on your picture, or so-and-so DM'd you. If that banner lights up your phone, it's scientifically proven, it releases dopamine in your brain, and you're, you're, believe me, we don't even have to question, you will stop what you're doing because you're gonna wanna go click on that, and now you're on it for 30 minutes, and whoops, I'm just gonna check that banner and that notification. I want to decide when I get onto social media, I'm not gonna let the app tell me when I'm gonna get on via a banner. So, Banners and notifications go off. That comment, that like, that direct message, that it's still gonna be there whenever I log on. Did you know that? It's not gonna go anywhere. Still gonna be there when you jump on. Second tip, I wait until the end of my day to consume social media. Whatever you do, do not wake up first thing in the morning and start scrolling. Please, because immediately your thoughts and your intentions for the day are going to be redirected and distracted by what everyone else is doing. And don't tell me that's not true because if you log in before you get out of bed and someone had oats for breakfast, then you're thinking maybe I should have oats for breakfast when you already made boiled eggs. 
Don't log on at work. Don't scroll on your lunch break. Wait until you are done for the day and after you get home and put your feet up because you have accomplished everything that you set out to tackle for that day. Everything that you set out to accomplish it because then when you finally pick it up to look at it, it's amazing how you feel less of a comparison game because you crushed your to-do list. You did everything God already called you to do for that day and now you're just checking in to relax or to catch up on what your friends are doing. And tip number three, I personally will not give social media more than 30 minutes of my day. And I'm not, let's be very clear, I'm not like in Facebook for 30 minutes, in TikTok for, I don't even have a TikTok, and in Instagram for 30 minutes. No, 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 pick an app or whatever. If you're on several, I only give 30 minutes per day total. Facebook and Instagram, you probably already know this, but you just, we kind of ignore it. Facebook and Instagram actually have a timer. What? That you can set, which I have, and the app will actually let me know when I've been on for 30 minutes so I can immediately close out. Okay? Some days, I'm done. I've seen everything I needed to see, and it's only been 15 minutes, or it's only been 24 minutes. So I don't always reach that but it sure lets me know if I do, and then I can close right out of it. You know why? I refuse to give more than 30 minutes of my day, and some of you might think, well, 30 minutes is a little much there, sister. You could tone it down to 10. You know, we all have our different whatever. But I refuse to give more of my valuable time consuming something that could be gone tomorrow. Remember they talked about getting rid of TikTok for a while? They, that still might happen. We might wake up tomorrow and Instagram's just gone. That It's not even an app on your phone, but yet we give our time to it. I would rather build something. I would rather create something. I would rather learn something. And I would rather use that time to be a good steward of what God has already put into my hand. And some of you might be thinking, well, that's all fine and good, Jessica, but what am I going to do now with all my free time? That was my time. You know, you guys all have, that was my me time, you know, my special self-care. No, no, it's not. Um, I already play with my kids outside. I already exercise. I already cook dinner. So I already do all the things that I should do. So what should I do with that time? Should I just watch a movie? Should I just play video games? Should I just see what's new on YouTube? No, don't replace screen time with screen time. Don't replace distraction for distraction. I will help you with what to do with that time if you'll allow me. The thing to do, the easiest trick, is to look at what is already in your hand. And the question to ask yourself is, am I already being a good steward of what God has put into my hand? We look at social media, we play the comparison game, and sometimes we see what someone else has, and we wish we had that too. Maybe just me. But the truth is, we are not taking care of what God has already blessed us with. So how can I expect him to ever give me more if I am not being a good steward of what he has already given me? Are you cleaning your home? I can tell you, whether you believe it or not, you will feel better when your house is clean. 
okay? It's the truth because I've tried it both ways and I feel better when my house is clean. You feel better when your car is clean and you don't have a year's worth of water bottles shoved into the back seat. There's something about investing in and taking care of the things that God has already given us. When we invest in something, it makes us appreciate it that much more. Maybe you could take time to invest in a relationship and you might be going, well, no, they only give 50%, so I'm only gonna give 50%. Well, that's not true love. Use that time to work on your relationships, to send a card to a friend, to pick up the phone, to text. It's amazing how when you take time to do the right thing, to take care of what's already in your hand, how you automatically become more creative, more joyful, more grateful, happier, content, because scrolling for two to three to four hours to five hours per day isn't going to clean your home. Scrolling isn't going to feed your kids. It isn't going to do your laundry. It isn't going to make memories with your children. And it certainly isn't going to make you any money. It's not going to get anything accomplished. And um, newsflash, social media usage is not a part-time or a full-time job, even though a lot of people treat it like it is. We've got to get undistracted. We've got to get focused. We have to get back to appreciating what we have. We have to open ourselves up to what God wants to do in our lives. And sometimes people keep questioning, what's my purpose? What does God have for me? Well, we are so distracted by what other people are doing. God might be trying to communicate our purpose, but we're too busy watching other people live out theirs. I can tell you from experience that God is a multiplier. And just like when we are good stewards of our finances and give back to God what is already his, when we are good stewards of our time and mindful of how we use it for the glory of God, you'd be amazed at how much you can get accomplished in a day. And some of you might be thinking, well, okay, sister, that time on social media, that's my rest time. Statistically, no. It might provide some form of entertainment, but the more time you spend on, on social media, there's actually a correlation between negative outcomes, and we learned some of them earlier. Have you ever just, like, not gone on Instagram for a day? Or just not hopped on Facebook? Or just didn't go into the deep dive that is TikTok for a day? or you purposely decided to fast social media and you're amazed at how good you feel? I was reading about rest in the Bible and in the concordance it said something that I love and it has stuck with me. It said rest follows the successful completion of a task, true rest. So we think I'm just going to sit here and scroll and I'm relaxing, I'm resting, no, true rest, true satisfaction, and peaceful rest comes from the successful completion of the task at hand, which is taking care of the people, the places, and the things that God has already placed into your hand. Amen. You know, there's something about, like, look at this kind of foggy morning. By the way, 
it can be foggy like this all day long, but we serve the light of the world. And in this building today, I could feel his warmth and his power. But there's something about this time of year when it starts to cool down, leading into September. Kids are going back to school, and it feels like a fresh start. And I would encourage all of you today not to wait until December 31st to start making New Year's resolutions to start changing things. Because we can get to the end of the year, and we wonder why last year's New Year's resolutions continue to follow us year after year after year. We feel like we're always up against the clock and running out of time. We're not running out of time. We're throwing it away. We're giving it away freely. So why not start today? Why not challenge yourself to start today? You know, all of those projects that we leave, that we keep pushing off, let's take care of what's ours to take care of and watch the good that comes of it. You know, I think you can just decide today to be someone who reads instead of scrolls. I think you can just decide today to be someone who wakes up early to welcome in a new day. I think you can just decide today to be someone who goes for a walk or who starts to gather their family around the dinner table again to have some real conversations and to really connect. I think you can decide today to make the most of your time. There's something about taking care of your environment. You're in control. We know God is in control of all. But when you take control of the things that God has charged you with, it's just like when your boss gives you an assignment and he's not breathing down your neck or micromanaging you or triple checking on you. Why? He's entrusted you to manage and to lead that. And there's something about taking care of what's under your charge, taking care of what's yours to steward, to manage, to lead. It gives you a new approach in all aspects of your life. Because if I keep my home clean, or if I keep my room clean, or if I keep my car clean, then maybe I can fi manage my finances better and maybe I can get debt free. And maybe if I can become debt free, then maybe I can be healthier and start exercising. It's like a domino effect, one good choice affects another. And it starts leading us in the right direction. And it's all for the glory of God. I'm reminded of that story in the Bible, and it's found in Matthew chapter 25, the parable of the talents, and I want to look at 14 through 18. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same, and made them other five talents. And likewise, he that re had received two, he also gained another two. But he that had received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. And we kind of know as the story goes, when the master returns, he found that the servant to whom he gave just one talent buried it. But to the five 
the, the one he gave five earned five more. The one he gave two earned two more. The one he gave one to buried it. And if we jump down to verse 26, this is the response for the one that buried his talent. Thou wicked and slothful servant. And then we'll jump to 29. For unto everyone that hath shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away, even that which he hath. Verse 30, And cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness, there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. You know, at the end of a man's life, I think we can all agree and we've heard it, a man would trade all of his money for more time. Just one more hour, one more minute, one more day. How we steward our time, it matters. And when I get to heaven and stand before God, I don't want him to say, well, what about the 12th month? And if you're on for four hours a day, what about the, the 11th and 12th month? Why did you only use 10 of the 12 months that I gave you? What about the 12th month? Why did you bury it? Why did you give it away freely, scrolling aimlessly? I had so much more for you, but you were too distracted to see it. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 25 says, Let your eyes look straight ahead, and your eyelids look right before you. Ponder the path of your feet, and let all your ways be established. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Remove your foot from evil. Amen. You know, even back then, Scripture knew that we would need reminding of where to keep our eyes, where to keep our focus. Less of this, more of this. Amen. And you know, may we not be so consumed by the journeys of others, the stories of others, that we forget to live out our own day by day, page by page, moment by moment. Every single moment is a blessing. We're not promised two minutes from now. Every moment is a blessing if you're willing to look up to see it. So I encourage you all today to guard your time. And you know, one last thought. When new authors are getting started writing a book, they have to be very careful not to sound like the other authors they're reading. Why? Because they're just learning to find their voice. A new author wants it to be that when you pick up their book, you hear their voice, their authentic tone and sound and whatever. How many people are we emulating because we're watching and scrolling and watching and scrolling. I do not want to be influenced by them. I want to be influenced by him. God bless you. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast. And may God bless you.